Welcome to the Zen Collective's Soulful Pep Talks, a conscious coming together of hearts and minds to inspire, uplift, and keep it real with your host, Prudence Proctor. Welcome to Soulful Pep Talks. It has been a while since I have been on the airwaves and that's the beauty of life. We can just adapt and reprioritize what we need at any given time. And I've really reprioritized my time and space over the last few months. So it's really beautiful to come back and to have this gorgeous woman be able to join us and share her journey and her knowledge and her wisdom from that journey. Uh, I'm really excited to to hear and see what actually comes from this podcast today. Um, today we have Ghislaine and she is the founder of Harmony Kinesiology here in Sydney. Uh, her journey is quite phenomenal, one that I feel has really taken its peak over the last year or few years um, from her own health experience. But um, what I would love to do is just allow Ghislaine to introduce herself and I guess some of her services and, and what she does within her own practice. Thank you so much for joining us, Ghislaine. Thank you so much for having me, Prue. It's, um, it's an honor. Um, all right. So I've been, um, I guess, working for now um, over 15 years, over 16 years as a uh, kinesiologist and a breathwork practitioner. Um, my, my first love was actually breathwork. Um, the driving, and, and then I studied kinesiology in order to carry that into the world. I guess my, um, the, the, the um, that's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Let's <laughs> just take a deep breath. We're all, this breath, the our, words our tag, no, our tagline <laughs> is, our tagline is keeping it real. So, you know, yeah. it's just about keeping it real and just being yeah. able to share. Organizing my thoughts. There is so much I want to say that it all just comes, you know, uh, uh, stumbling at the door of my mouth. <laughs> and I don't know which thought I want because to express first. It's because you're human. You're human, Ghislaine. Human. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Basically, what I wanted to say is, um, as you mentioned, I think my own health, has been what the driving force between the studies that I've done, uh, breathwork, kinesiology. I just needed to get answers around, you know, what, what, why um, I was feeling the way I was feeling with the exhaustion and the tiredness and um, and 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 so many emotions all the time, uh, being so emotional, uh, and and yeah, and as you mentioned, I think it all came to a. Uh, to a big halt when in 2015 I discovered I was um, suffering from Lyme, di Lyme disease and I had been suffering for, from the last 30 years, mm. at least. And, um, and it's when everything fell into place. I had my answers. I knew what was going on in my body. Mm. So, yeah. Isn't that amazing that it's almost like the 13 years prior to that was literally just the preparation for yes. what you would what was to come from you know 2015 absolutely and you know what what do you feel like imagine if you came to that point in 2015 and you didn't have all of those experience and tools and knowledge behind you to support you on your healing path yeah i guess i would be like many people 
faced with symptoms they do not understand. Uh, doctors that are working towards suppressing the symptoms without understanding what's underneath, why the symptoms, why the body is expressing itself in that way. Uh, and I would be in a lot of pain. And I don't think I would be healed in the same way as I'm feeling now um, healed mm. and, and whole. So I guess I would still be on the journey trying to understand what's going on. Mm. And when you speak of the symptoms, for you, how did you, what, what symptoms were you experiencing? Exhaustion. Exhaustion, um, not able to cope very much with, um, with stress. Uh, when in 2014 I organized the um, Australian Breathwork Association conference, Breathe Australia conference, that's where um, my body decided, no, this is too much. You have to stop pushing and to, and to when, you're, when you're off to, mm. uh, to recover, to understand. You know, um, in our society, we don't always stop and think. We just on the go. But in able to, to heal, we need to stop to think and, and, and to be aware around what's going on. Um, I, I understand it's not possible for everyone to take a year off work uh, unless you have to, unless you are pushed. And I, and I, I believe this is the, um, the gift behind all illnesses is that it, it allows you to change something dramatically in your life that you would have not changed otherwise. Mm. That, that's right. Um, you mentioned in... Ghislaine and I, I'll just give you a bit of a, a background. Ghislaine and I met seven years ago at a networking event here in Sydney and we laugh to this day because we literally, I think, <laughs> were sitting opposite one another. We exchanged cards. We... I don't think I spoke to anyone else really at the network event. And since that day, we've remained in contact and I've had the privilege of supporting Ghislaine um, with her websites and her business. And I'm just a real admirer of Ghislaine's compassion and integrity and ability to really practice, uh, you know, her business, practice being human in such a genuine and authentic way that, you can feel it when you're in Ghislaine's presence, when you're in, when you hear her speak around health and well-being and spirituality and the power for the body to heal, you can't help but want to know more or want to work alongside of her. And I feel like it comes down to this, this practice of authenticity in what you do and why you're here to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so that for me, I love your approach to now moving forward with what drives you now in your business, which is to support others to find what it is that's going to help them heal, you know, and that's going to help them move through the symptoms and, and live a life more optimally, whatever that may look like for someone. Yeah. And, and you speak around the upside, <laughs> the upside to Lyme disease. And it's such a beautiful, positive way to look at it, you know, that, this, the, the positive, what the benefit of actually having a disease in this way and what it calls you to do in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because there is, when I see my, my clients, it feels like there is 
nothing that they can talk about or that they're experiencing that I haven't experienced myself. <laughs> I feel so in unity with the people that, that come to see me, regardless of what the, the, their issues or their uh, quest um, is. I really feel how we are all just one, and and the um, and I think what we are all looking for, and 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 that's the upside of of chronic disease, is love, but love for self. How can we um, go to the next step? So for me, having Lyme disease and and having to stop everything I was doing meant that even though I had been on the path and, and getting better and better, um, it meant that I had to fine tune the way I was um, considering myself, the way I was treating myself. Um, I had to learn to say no uh, a bit more all, all, uh, and, feel, and feel okay about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so really being, I had to learn to be really comfortable with who I, who I am mm. in that's, order to relax, in order to ask, isn't it? It's a big ask of people to, to turn the mirror back on themselves. And that's right. Because everything in society tells us that it's not right to do that. You know, the church wants us to look after others, you know, that's charity. And, um, and for me, I feel it's the wrong order. Mm. We have to look after ourselves in order to be able to look after others in an easy way, mm. you know, so, it's, um, so it flows out of us. So the generosity of our heart can touch others, not as a duty, not as a, you know, I have to, so I'm a, I'm a, I consider myself a good person. Mm. So it's actually... Um, learning to love who we are, learning to love our emotions, being okay with having negative emotions like anger and fear, relaxing into them, Mm. relaxing into them fully and uh, and see what happens, being curious. Mm. It definitely rings a bell for me. I always want. Yeah, I always wonder, you know, the, um, that the, the, the positive thinking kind of um, almost bullying, I want to say, that people now uh, go with, oh, I've, I've got to think positive in order for my life to go well. And I'm thinking, okay, so that's an, is, is that again another way of suppressing what's really is going on for people? It's okay to not feel good one day because the next day it will be different. And it's really learning to be with ourselves, not feeling good, with compassion, with love, you know, consoling ourselves, nurturing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I I think for me, that was the the piece that was missing, that I, I could do that for others. I could be with them in their pain, but there was a little bit of anxiety or discomfort, to say the least, if I was in pain. Mm. And, and now it's, it's um, you know, that's why I think that, that, that crisis helped me to do. That's what I need. That, that was my, my next uh, healing. Yeah. Can, can I ask, in the last three years since you took your sabbatical, 
Mm. and really put you first maybe for the first time I know you're a mother and being a mother myself I understand (laughs) to that degree that sometimes the years can just fly past where you actually before you actually look at yourself and go oh my gosh when's the last time I've actually just cared for me and on your journey from that's right and it's a little bit of no I was just going to ask on your journey from when you said to that moment and you drew the line in the sand and said, right, now's the time. The time is now and love is... <laughs> yeah. And love is the way. Love Absolutely. is the way, yeah. which is your favourite saying, is when you actually lived by that and you, you actually acted upon that, what did your path look like from there on then in your own healing journey? I felt I had time. I think what was um, stressing me... Um, before and 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 as a mother of three you know goddess children they're all adult now um or young adult i should say time was and and time is an illusion but i it, it was that feeling that i didn't have enough time i was time deprived and i think that sick fatigue i was suffering from i think it's it's what it was allowing me to to do as, I'm, I'm ex- I, as I am exhausted, I can take time out. So I had to, to really let go of that one and, and decide to take the time I needed to do. Uh, I needed to take uh, to be able to, to do the things that I loved and, and creativity came in. I had time to be creative. And you can't be creative if, if there's the time pressure. So that, that, that released that. And I realized how much creativity is such a healing force for the body-mind system. Um, it, it just, it, it's life. It, it, when you're being creative, you, you, it's like having life on steroids coming through, your, through the veins of your body. So it's, for me, that it, it freed that, that creativity, being able to, um, to draw, to, to, to just be, to, to, to sing, to be in nature, just the time to be. Mm. I felt safe. I felt safe to be. Without guilt. Without guilt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without thinking that I should be somewhere doing something else. Mm. So it's a, it's a little bit like... A, going into your body, like centering into your body, as opposed to be out, you know, in that outwards doing um, thing. Uh, Yeah. So pattern. Creativity was one aspect that was able to feed your soul and therefore feed your body in a new energetic way. What, uh, What else would you say was something that you focused on? Making peace, making peace with myself, making peace with who I am. Knowing that, um, I mean, I always knew that perfection was never, it, it wasn't something I wanted, but we are still driven by um, wanting to project a, a really good image of ourselves. You know, hence at the beginning of the talk, I, oh, I couldn't do it because where do I start? So, more and more freeing myself from that, 
you know, disconnecting and, and, and creating my little bubble of love, knowing that this is the, you know, how, that from that is how I can uh, touch other. It's how I can create the peace I'm dreaming of, mm. you know, for one another. It has to start with me. And for that, uh, I think one needs to feel safe. Safety is primordial. So somehow feeling safe. And if, if you're constantly criticizing who you are, you can't feel safe. If you're always in a hurry, wanting to do the next, um, you can't feel safe. You know, um, um, I, I, I like to think of the ego as being really eager. So, you know, <laughs> if I find myself eager, then I know, okay, I might just be in my ego here. <laughs> it's that, that all of a sudden you want to get it done yesterday. That's right. And, 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 it's, and there's a rush component to it. Mm, and I know for me, it's, it's, I've got the alarm bells. Oh, there's a rush. Okay, something is not quite right here. Mm. I, I, you know, let, let's take a step back, relax, simplify. Mm. let go of that emergency of that, of that urgency mm. I like I like that that I feel like that's a really great awareness for those listening to be able to take on board within their own actions or their own um, awareness of how they act or react in their life that if you're feeling that eagerness like there's a again that eagerness has a story with time right Absolutely. It's the, the ego and the eagerness has an illusion that there's, there's not enough time, so therefore it needs to be done at a rate which creates the pressure within the system, which creates the tension, which creates stress and therefore builds up, um, you know, those, those areas of resistance or blockages, if you want to call it. And this is when we start um, disregarding ourselves. We don't pay attention to ourselves because we become task-focused. Yeah. And things get out of um, balance from it. Mm. Because we are being just into the task that needs to be done. The next and the next and the next. And the achievement that needs to, to happen. And that achievement, once we achieve it, is supposed to make us feel good. But it doesn't always because then there's the next. It's, it's never enough. Mm. And then suffering occurs. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And an emptiness, I guess. You know, in, um, uh, in, in society, in traditional societies, they know that when, when one person is unwell, the whole clan the whole, the, is concerned and they all look at their part around what, why is that person sick? They know it's actually the soul of the person that is sick. Yes, it, it, um, it manifests in the body, but it's actually the soul that is sick. And so they all look, look within them, what is their part of responsibility in, in having a person of their, of their tribe that is unwell? I love and that. I think, that's, that's yeah. like, it's like looking at your own impact. Absolutely. But it's the principle be, behind the um, Ho'oponopono prayer mm -hmm. that, you know, I know, you know, like I, I'm, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Because I know I have a part in, in, your, um, in your drama, in your, in your illness. 
Mm. And, um, and so it is because we are in a society. So yes, we do impact each other. Mm. But my responsibility is just to retrieve my part from that, to allow that person to be, fully, yeah, to be fully in their part. Yeah. And do you feel like in a, in a more, I guess this would be touching on more of a masculine way of looking at it, where accountability comes in? Yes. Yeah. So we're accountable for our own health and well-being, but we're also accountable for the impact that we have on others' health and well-being through our choices and our words and our actions and our thought stream and our projections and our intention, that genuine intention yeah. uh, of that, that, that to and that fro of energy whenever we make that choice or we intend to, yeah. that as soon as we intend to, that energy is flowed. Exactly. And I think that's why the spotlight has to be on ourselves 100%, being self-full all the time. So we know when we are out of balance. Mm. So we know when we are projecting. So we know when our, emotion, when our emotions are, um, you know, driving us instead of, you know, when, when we are in reactive mode more than responding to what is happening. It is essential. I guess it is be becoming the adult. Maturity. The maturity. That's right. And um, it's essential to become, and, uh, to become the adult. And I guess we become the adult when we are able to take care of the child within, of our inner child. Mm. When we're able to be there for, for, for him or for her. And, and hold her or him. When we can do that, then anything can happen in our lives and we won't be affected. We won't be, you know, um, yesterday I had a client that um, is feeling very happy and somehow she's, she's noticing, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier, but I feel on fire of flight. And yes, Happiness is, is one of the emotions in the uh, amygdala that can create fight or flight because we are afraid of being happy. <laughs> so <laughs> do you feel that, that's, that that can also come down to that subconscious, like a subconscious belief that's discordant to the, the feeling of happiness, which is that belief of worthiness of, of, or the fear that it's not lasting? You know, happiness doesn't last, you know, yeah. because of whatever subconscious experience we've had. Yeah. Um, so that just sort of discordance of energy of going, but the reality is this, but I'm feeling this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there's a, there's a collective um, thought that says, oh, I'm happy now. Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to me? Like, it's not going to last. Mm. Happiness doesn't last. We can't be happy. And I'm saying the word happy, but it's, it's fulfilled. It's, it's that inner, um, you know, that inner joy, that inner ease. Mm -hmm. That um, freedom. Freedom. Absolutely. We're afraid of freedom. You know, it's, uh, it's that saying of Marianne Williamson. We are afraid of our life. Uh, light. We are afraid of our freedom. Wow. It's just such a... Um... I guess it's such an invitation for, for oneself to be able to gift themselves enough energy and enough light towards them to be able to, 
I guess acknowledge that they're allowed to, that they've got permission. Yeah, absolutely. Experience the freedom to experience happiness, to experience peace. But in that, you may have to go and travel through those other experiences of grief and, and sadness and, and loneliness and that it's not absolutely, laughing. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. But finding ways in which we can experience those feelings safely and um, constructively so that, you know, we don't react alongside of those feelings, but we are in, I like to say, I'm, I'm, I'm in union with my feelings. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm in communion with this feeling right now and my husband will go like, I can be, I've got a triple fire in me, so I, I can be quite reactive at times. Or I can be very passionate when I speak to something and, you know, I'll have this saying with my husband, I'll be like, like, let's just be mindful of how we're speaking to one another right now or yeah. what have you. And so he's now split that over to me. Well, let's just be mindful about how we're speaking. To and I said, you're 100% right. And I said, I'm angry and I'm experiencing anger, but please don't take this on yourself. This is just me expressing anger and it's not going to last because I'm, allow I'm allowing myself to express it and it's going to transmute into an awakening of, um, you know, clarity you know, like I feel like for me, those fiery energies are just, they're like the fire. They're the phoenix in the fire. They burn this, yeah. the, yeah. whatever I've suppressed, whether it's I haven't acted on something or I haven't created the change that my heart and soul's desiring, or I've allowed myself to feel frustrated um, to a point where it's built and built and built because I haven't acted upon that frustration and been accountable and taken action, that it's just, it's got to find a way out. And Absolutely. My constitution is it comes out in this particular way and, you know, it's where, where can I bring this out in a constructive way and then where can I look afterwards and say, hey, how did it get to here? How did I let it build from the first sign, which was just annoyance, to the next sign that was frustration, mm -hmm. to the next sign that was, um, you know, a little bit of heatedness and then the anger prevails itself. Yeah. So that's been a real gift to be able to know the stepping stones for me. And, and beforehand, I would have got defensive around the anger. Like someone say, don't be angry. It would be like, I'm not angry. I'm this. <laughs> and then I'd, and I'd protect my anger and defend my anger. Instead of going, I'm naming it and I'm acknowledging it. And the sooner I do that, the sooner I can move through it yeah. and come to uh, a space of freedom. Absolutely. Anger is a fantastic emotion to feel because it really highlights what it is that you want to change in your life. So anger is fantastic. I love anger, but yeah. constructive. Constructive anger, yes. Anger when you know it's about you. Anger that blames goes nowhere. So it has to be anger that, um, that, that, that fuel, that energy, you know, that fires, that helps you get to what... You need to get, I think it's essential not to judge our emotions. Mm. And sometimes, yes, we need to go through the different stage to reach anger because annoyance is not powerful enough. Frustrations, you know, might not be powerful enough. You know, it might just live in our head, but anger is in our body. And mm. we might need to wait for it to go really into our body in order to just go, you know, this is what I want and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it this way. It's so true. And the way in which you see um, anger, anger viscerally through your circulation and 
through your strength, like the strength that it brings up in you because it's inviting you to strengthen to make the change that your soul's desiring. And if you don't have that upward fly of energy and the outward, which is so related with anger, it's like, hey, we're wanting you to have momentum here. We're wanting you to move forward. We want anything more than for you to go for what you desire, but you need to take action. Yeah. And that fire and action comes hand in hand. Absolutely. There's movement in anger. Mm. There's movement. And I yeah. think that's the idea, knowing that the anger is because there is something that you need to bring about that you haven't been able to. And, and, and even though you're expressing that anger to your husband, you know it has to do with, with you. Mm. I'm right. to, it's interesting that we're speaking to this. So I'm on sort of first initial stage of cleansing, doing a cleansing group. And I've been doing a, a program which is around um, just creating integrity within my muscles and it's focused around my hips and my glutes and my thighs, which are my area which I hold the most. And it, it looks at, it's like, okay, well, Prue, what are you holding here right in the physical body? So why do you have to hold in this area of your body? And I'm on about day 40 and you do it six days on, one day off and it's, it's muscle isolation and it strengthens. But what I found interesting from an emotional level is when I'm doing it and you, you switch over the sequences and they isolate different muscle groups, but I've switched over to the sequence in, since I started this cleanse that is really activating through my piriformis area of the, of the glute and my outer hip. And I can't tell you the... It's like when I'm doing it and also post and I can just feel all those meridians, all of those energetic lines. It's like I just, this heat builds up inside of me and I just want to just, if you're in my range, it's almost like I just want you to piss off. And I really have this real outward energy that's really, it's not comfortable. But, you know, I breathe and I keep doing the movement and, the point being is if I wasn't aware of those areas of the body and the meridians related to it through the liver and the gallbladder and knowing the emotions that are held within those areas and the heat that's so associated with this area of the body and then also the emotions that are associated with the hips and the, the holding that we do as a mother on your hips and there's just so much involved on an energetic level then to be able to experience it on a physical level as I'm trying to strengthen these areas and create flow and create movement and the heat that wants to come out of me in this emotional body is just so powerful. Yeah. Um, I really have to take a step back and breathe and just be with the experience whilst I'm, you know, doing the sequences because I can't, it's like having ants in my skin or like just cre creeper crawlies in my body. Yeah. And I just, I just find that fascinating. I find it so powerful and fascinating through body work, awareness, and just going, okay, it would usually be an area in my body that I, I avoid because it hurts the most to strengthen, but it's the area that needs my attention the most. And when you give it um, with awareness, it's just amazing. Absolutely. Just what I'm experiencing right now through that. Yeah. You know, the Chinese, they understood that... Um, that Thousands of years ago, the um, relationship between organs and emotions 
And, um, and yes, when you strengthen a, a, a muscle, uh, you're going to release emotions. And, um, and it's not, it's, it's, you know, the thing is that it, it's not pleasurable to feel that emotion, but it's, it's, it needs to, to, to release. And this is when, you know, uh, it has to be done and it has to be done with love and gentleness. And, and, and taking the time. It, you know, I think the, um, that, that masculine in us, that thing that it has to be done and it has to be done now, um, um, n- needs to be re, re, rethought. I always like to think that hopefully the medicine um, that we are subject to in our um, you know, occidental um, countries, the, mod- the modern medicine, I call that, um, is very much based in the masculine because we want to uh, uh, cut, separate, um, suppress, when actually, and I'm hoping that the movement that is happening now is that we are going to go into the, the, the feminine of the medicine, the more traditional medicine, where we, we're holding, we're receiving, acting, we're honoring what is happening in the body, and we're giving that, you know, that, that gentle feminine energy. There is no time in the feminine. It's all in the masculine. Mm. So, you know, that, that holding space where, yes, you, 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 are, you, you are welcome to feel what you're feeling. And if, and if the feeling is too strong, just take it, you know, a notch back because there's no hurry. And, and, and the body, in order to heal, needs to relax. So if there is no relaxation, if there's contraction, the body is not going to heal. It's going to stop. It's going to say, oh, no, this is just too much for me. So it's just really being in that feminine when we're going, um, you know, about our, our, our healing. Mm. Yeah, that's, it is so true. Because even when I've, when, even when I'm in the process of these exercises and they, you know, you can feel the muscle burn, you can feel the heat, you can feel the aggravation, and then you watch your thoughts sort of start to get angry or just like, oh, like, and just noticing also when we go separate from our mind and our body and almost make that part of our body wrong for being That's that right. way. Absolutely. Instead of, instead of just staying curious. And what I love about this program is that you've got to be consistent in a way and it's only very small amounts of time each day to attend to it or tend to it so that you give it enough rest in between and you also just do it at the pace that your body is telling you to do it at, but you still continue to visit it every day. Yeah. And what I notice is because particularly this sequence is bringing a lot that today when I did it, I went to it with this sort of like, oh, you know, oh, and then it's like, look, Prue, you do what you can do. You know, it's that self-talk when you step into something with, and I didn't also too want to put my body into a box that it can't change either. And when I went to it today, it's like overnight the muscle just clicked in and started to activate on its own accord. And it was easeful and effortless. And it didn't take long. It only took four days of doing this particular sequence to get my body back into alignment and to get the brain connecting with that muscle again in a really productive way. Um, Now, if I quit yesterday, I wouldn't have had the same experience that I did today. 
And I guess that what helps you to have that experience is to be gentle with yourself. Mm. You know, prove you do what you can today. And that already takes the pressure off. You know, it's like the, the, the flower can flourish because there's no pressure on top of it. It's yeah. like, yeah, you can... You, and, you it, it. and it also, and I just really reiterate this, and I'm, I'm saying this often through um, this cleanse week is, and it comes back to this perfection, it, our rituals and the way that we tend to our body on a daily basis doesn't need to look perfect. It doesn't need to look like Instagram. It doesn't need to look like the magazines. I mean, this morning I had Elijah crawling all over me when I was doing it and he's crawling underneath me and, you know, it, it just is what it is. Absolutely. And you do what you do within those parameters. And the moment we try to constrict it or contract it or have an idealization that needs to be another way is the moment that we, number one, disconnect from being present to it. But number two, it's that pressure underneath that we put upon ourselves for it to go feel. It's like, well, it needs to look A plus B needs to equal C in order for me to feel safe and secure and me to feel like I'm getting what I need out of it. And you're like, you're getting what you need anyway. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong for self-esteem than to be thinking that uh, you, we need to be some, someone else uh, in a different body, having a different life, <laughs> like it's, you know, and, uh, and really accepting and celebrating who we are and, and, you know, and loving our imperfection. It actually always makes me a little uncomfortable when I, when I see women and, and, and I, I, I feel that they're not in their body because they put the image before their well-being. And all women are just so beautiful. All the different shapes of body are just gorgeous. I love them. I love them when, they, when they're full of life and, 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 and they have their particular shape and that the person is comfortable with that. Yeah, so it's, it's really about the connection between the person behind, you know, within the body, matching and owning the body that they're in. Absolutely. Knowing that that body changes with time. Oh, 100%. Amazing. And... Um, you know, and when you were talking about, you know, the ability, the, the change in, in, in the, um, how you, you, your body couldn't do something yesterday or was doing it with pain and today was welcoming that, uh, that particular exercise. I have to say that I am in absolute awe of the body. Oh. How intelligence, intelligent, the, the, the mind body system is and how you know you see it when you do yoga exactly what you said you, you do one movement and it you know it's difficult and then the next day it's like oh wow something's happened my brain got it mm-hmm. it's it's I mean there's no I've never you know everyone knows my story around with weight being you know I was 85 kilos you know which your body but what I was so amazed about and I mean I, I did reduce the weight, you know, when I was younger and you got a lot more elasticity in your skin then. But what I was really amazed about is how our body, the skin, everything around it that supports it can just change and transform in such magnificent ways to adapt to our choices. Um, And it was constantly trying to find a way to work with you in union with you but we've got to be part of that as well we've got to be we've got to meet it there 
Yeah. Um, and the better you breathe, the more uh, encumbered your breathing is, the better your skin will be <laughs> because yes. the skin is an extension of your breath. Of the breath, of, of lungs. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's allowing and breathing is life. So allowing life in mm. and letting go of what is not needed. Mm. And with, um, we're going to have to wrap up soon. I'll just check the time. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> um, th this is what you do essentially in your breathwork circles as well, isn't it? Yes. So we work with intention. Something, what is it that we would like to be happening in our lives that is not happening yet? And observe what happens with the breathing. Sometimes the breathing gets constricted. We can't breathe properly or we can only breathe uh, in our upper chest. And the breathing, um, you know, when it frees, comes from the navel, goes to the chest and to the upper chest. And we're able to link the in-breath and the out-breath. There's no pause because when we pause our breathing, that means we're controlling it. So really allowing. And then body sensations come up and, and they might increase, diminish, move to another place as you're breathing. And whatever happens as you're laying there, there's music in the background, whatever happens, freeze. Um, it, it's like the cellular memory is being freed through the breath. And there's nothing else to do but breathing consciously. And I love it because it's gentle. And it's, it's exactly what needs to be cleared, what needs to be transformed in your body-brain body, system gets cleared. Mm. So sometimes there's tears, sometimes there's laughter. People yeah, can uh, go into a, a state of bliss when your breath actually starts breathing you. Like you, 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 your body just goes in and out and it's just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It takes its own um, rhythm. This it takes its rhythm. own rhythm and it's breathing you and it's, it's, it's bliss basically. I've, it's so funny that you, you speak to this. When I was at the ashram and we used to complete our asana practices with Kriya, Kriya practice and it's, yes, exactly. it, it's essentially this, this, yeah. this process of different breaths to um, access high states of consciousness and, and purification. But I remember I was sitting at the front within the setting and I was coming to the end of the Kriya and all of a sudden it was like this, the little girl inside of me, you know, when you just erupt in laughter, but you uncontrollable laughter where you actually can't even stop laughing. But I'm trying to sort of thinking, I sort of, it's, everyone's really quiet and serious in here. And then I just had this uncontrollable laughter and just these tears strolling down my face. And you just couldn't, you couldn't stop me. Even if my conscious mind was trying to stop me from laughing or be, you know, keep quiet. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't. It had its own life force. Like you said, it, it just, it had to come out and come through me. And, and the feeling, my body, yeah, it it's felt in my body awakening. just felt freed. Yeah, it's a spiritual awakening. When people burst into laughter, that natural laughter, that is so contagious, actually. You want to laugh with them. It's so beautiful. It's so freeing to hear. It's a spiritual release. It's a spiritual awakening, laughter. Mm. It truly is. And yeah, 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 yeah. And it feels good. And it's, you know, the best massage you could ask for. <laughs> you know, all the internal organs are just being 
Massage. Percent. I would say like laughter is the best facelift you'll ever have. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely. So if those of those um, that are in Sydney that may want to connect yes. with you and come to your breathing circles, can you just maybe speak to what time they're on every month? So the, every month, last Saturday of the month from two till five, um, group of six people, no more, because I like to be present and attending to everyone, uh, if needs be, you know, sometimes you just go through your session and, and you don't need any, um, any support. And, um, and it's in Wulumulu, which is just outside of um, the city, uh, behind the domain mm-hmm. on Crown Street. And for those of you that want to connect in with your work or come and find you for a session or to learn more about what you're creating in the world, how can they find you? I think uh, through my website is the easiest. Yes. So that's www.harmonykinesiology, but it's spelled H-A-R-M-O-N-I-E, kinesiology.com.au. No, just .com. Oh, just .com. Okay. Just .com, yeah. um, you can also find Ghislaine on Instagram and Facebook. Um, oh, that's right, yes. the same, which is Harmony Kinesiology and... She's got a lot being created at the moment and coming out next year um, through her health and wellbeing program. So she's definitely one to keep an eye on. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with us. And it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. All right. Lots of love. And for those in the community that want to connect in with me, you can always info at zencollective.com.au. Until next time. I guess you want to say there's always time and love is the way, right, Ghislaine? That's right. <laughs> Nothing else but love. Now love is the, is the most powerful healing energy there is. Yeah. yeah. All right, beautiful. Have a great weekend and we'll connect in soon. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zen Collective's Soulful Pep Talks at zencollective.com.au. Until next time, be kind and keep it real.